Jaguars Digital. Jaguars, Jaguars Digital. Jaguars Drive Time. Brian Sexton. John Osher. Ashlyn Sullivan. Jaguars Drive Time starts right now. Good morning, happy Friday to you, and welcome in to Everbank Field for Jags Drive Time. A little frosty out there. Hope you uh, drive safely this morning over the roads and bridges and tune in here with us for the next half hour. Brian Sexton along with John Osier and head coach Doug Marone joins us for Jags Drive Time. We've got big things ahead, obviously. We've got Ozone Snapshot. He will, he won't, he might. But first, let's start with the head coach. Happy Friday to you, coach. Yes, happy Friday. Um, you spent a lot of time down in front of the uh, the big AFC Championship backdrop this week. I mean, it, it, did you feel at any point like this week Tad Dickman set the schedule for you? He did a good job. I mean, everyone everyone really has done a nice job in trying to keep things the same for us and the team. You know, obviously with the added attention, so so this way we can still, you know, you know, focus on you know our basically our, our normal schedule, what we how we prepare during the week. And that's really the, the genesis of the question: is that you have been so consistent with your schedule this week? Do you, do you have to change things up somewhat because there's so many more demands? No, we we we've kept it. You know, you know, pretty. You know, we've done a good job being able to make sure that we understand that we we want, you know, to be available. And, you know, our players have done a good job. Our coaches have done a good job. And our focus has been, you know, obviously on, on winning winning the game. I mean, because, you know, we just can't let the other stuff, you know, take us away and distract us from what we need. But at the same point, you know, it also gives us an opportunity to tell people our story and, you know, about, you know, what our players have done, what our coaches have done, you know, saying to put ourselves in this position. You threw Tad for a loop with the podium issue, though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was throwing for a loop. I went to put my coffee cup down, and all of a sudden it was a new podium. And I, it's just got to know better than to change it kinda, like that. It kind of rattled me a little bit. <laughs> you know, I got enough things to worry about, you know, come Sunday. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't know where to put my cup. I, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> But it's the little things, right? I mean, it's the little details well, that you get used to, and it makes a, a larger point. Yeah, and it's a, it's a good point because, and that's what's going to happen on Sunday. You know, these little details of, you know, a, a five yard penalty here, or you know, maybe a miss, you know, middle, missed assignment, or you didn't get it, at, you know, totally right. These are the things that you know maybe you know you don't really see in the box score or anything of that nature, but you know those are the things that you know get you beat against a, a very good football team like the Patriots. You said something on Monday that I thought was interesting that um, it's how you come back and respond to situations like that against this sort of team, which the Patriots respond to adversity very well. You've got to do the same against them, right? Absolutely. I mean, they thrive on, you know, the other team making a mistake and then being able to pounce on it. I mean, when if you look back, I mean, they're a great football team, and, and I understand they have a lot of great players. But when you look at the, the games and how they play it, you know, they can beat you so many different ways. But the one thing is if you do make a mistake, you know, they will make you pay for it. And if you do make a mistake and, and they make you pay for it, you got to be able to respond back because if you don't, they're going to respond back, and before you know it, the game starts to get out of hand. And that happens, you know, quite a bit. If you look back upon from 2001 until now, a lot of teams go in there and they don't um, – New England doesn't necessarily, you know, beat them. The other team will go in there and actually beat themselves before they even get a chance to, you know, compete in the game. Well, i got to think that you're going into this game having come off your best game of responding to adversity, right? I mean, last week, every time the Steelers made a play and pulled the game closer – your defense or your offense went down the field and made another play. Was that the best case scenario situation-wise for 
dealing with adversity of the season? Well, I think, you know, sometimes early in the year we, we had the same type of response, maybe not so much, you know, or in, you know, or in the playoffs. But I think, you know, those things, obviously, that's what you have to do to win, you know, playoff football games and to win games in the National Football League. You've got to be able to, you know, be able to bounce back, be able to respond, hold, whatever, whatever the situation may be, to put yourself, um, you know, back in a position to win the game where things don't necessarily spiral down and, and you don't give yourself an opportunity. You've been on TV a lot this week, Coach, with the NFL Network here and everything. Um, I think people – there are probably fans who are just seeing you for the first time this week. Are you as relaxed as you look? Because on camera, I'm watching. On- I, I, told, I, I I think I answered the question. I'm the most boring person people know. I mean, but so for me, you know, when I get up you. there, it's like, you know, I'm not not necessarily a funny guy. I, I'm not a witty person. I'm not. I just like to coach and practice, and you know, I, I don't. You know, I'm. More meant for radio, probably, in my looks than I am for <laughs> yeah, TV. All of us would fall into that category. <laughs> let's be honest. It's, it's amazing because you have all these people, and they're like, "Okay, here, here's the coach. Let's okay, let's give us some insight." Right. All right, we've got to play well. <laughs> we've got to we've got to execute. You know, there's nothing. You know, it's just it's just boring. Why do perceive, people perceive you? Do you think to be so intense that when you seem relaxed? Oh, because I don't smile. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a big. I can't. I just don't smile. I don't. I don't know why. I mean, you know, when my wife walks by me, I smile. You know, what I'm saying that's about the only time, really. But I mean, I, I, I'm just not a big smiley because the the problem with me is, you know, I'm always I'm always thinking about what we have to do. You know, what do we have to do to win? Or during the game, what the next series is, or what the next sequence is. You know, of what's going on after the game. I'm thinking about the next game. You know, I'm, I'm always I'm always moving on because you always. There's always something to put your attention to, and you know, and I, like I said before, I've always had problems of of of, of uh, enjoying the moment because you know I want it again. You know what I'm saying? I want to do it again. I want to win again. I want to I want to keep going. I want to keep doing a good job. I want you know let everyone else enjoy the moment and and let me just keep doing what I'm doing and and try to keep this team going. Jack's Drive Time, Brian Sexton along with John Osier, head coach Doug Marone for just a couple more minutes. Um, were you prepared just mentally for the questions that you got this week at the podium? You know, there were lots of them about Tom. And, and, and so often this week, the storyline out of Boston was Tom, 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 Tom mm-hmm. Coughlin, Tom Coughlin, Tom Coughlin. Did you know that was coming? Did you just assume it? No, but, I, don't, I don't assume anything. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I just kind of go up there and, and, you know, Tad might say, hey, listen, just be alert for this or that. But it's more so if something's going on with our team. You know, but, you know, it's easy when you get up there and you, you just tell the truth. You know, you're just like, hey, listen, you know, like people ask, like, you know, how 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 is relationships great? You know, how do you, you know, is he more involved? He's been involved since day one. You know, I think that there's a lot of, you know, a lot of credit goes to Coach Coughlin and Dave Caldwell, you know, the assistant coaches, uh, and then obviously the players. I mean, you know, for me, I'm just in a position, I'm just, you know, managing and just trying to show and, and lead and, and get us in the right, you know, direction, but... Um, you know, the credit goes to all those other people, you know, not to me. How well – you've talked again all year, I've asked you several times, about the team being different, the team being ready for any moment. I assume that applies to this, which is the biggest game of the – you know, this doesn't feel to me like a team that's going to be overwhelmed by any moments. No, and that's what I think you're, you're right. You know, when you talk about the team, it's just been – it's just different. You know, I don't know whether it's, you know, or youth or – or confidence, or I, I don't, I, I don't know, nor do I care. I just know that they're not, they're not tight. You <laughs> know what I mean? So it's like one of the, the 
you know, and, it, and it's comforting as a head coach because, you know, you have a feel sometimes when you're, you're like, hey, listen, these guys, have got, we got to get them to, you know, just go out and play and just be loose. And, you know, you wind up spending time coaching that during the week and talking to your players about that. And when you do, remember, every time you, you focus on something, you're taken away from something else. And, you know, when you're focusing on, you know, the emotions and things of that nature, well, maybe you're taking a little bit away from how you're preparing for the game. That's one part of the game, which is a big part that I do not have to focus on. Therefore, myself and the assistant coaches, you know, we can focus on on getting them ready and getting them focused on, you know, the schematics of what we feel like is going to happen during the game. And that's a plus. And that was pretty evident early on for you, wasn't it? I mean, from day one, these guys had. I was just trying to figure out what the word is. I I still haven't figured out what the word is. You know, I don't know if they're, you know, I don't, it's it's not cockiness. It's, you know, it's a little personality. It's a little bit of, of, of everything for these guys, you know, and um, I just let it go. I really do. You have a you have a, a locker room with a huge personality, lots of different personalities. But, but you, you're telling me, yeah. <laughs> well, and for instance, you know, Jalen Ramsey is obviously he's talking today, and, and people are excited to hear what Jalen Ramsey has to say because they know he's so outspoken. Yesterday, AJ Boye said he says what we all think. Uh, I mean, we're interested, all of us in here, about what he's going to say today. Were you paying attention to it, or do you just realize that he's him and it yeah. works? I, I think it's, I think it's tough. I mean, you know, you want to, you know, you're, you're the coach, and you know, I just, I just, I think I trust the players to make sure that they're smart in what they do and what they say. I think they're, you know, we're professionals, rolled enough. I, I, I don't want to be, you know, there's a, you have to let people be who they are. Yeah. I think. And, you know, it's the way we've done it this year is that, you know, hey, you know, let's say someone says something and and all here we go up. This is bulletin board here. Oh, I can't believe someone said that, you know, either in our locker room or someone said that about us. Our our um, the way we've handled all this is that, hey, listen, if someone says something, they might have regretted it or maybe they don't regret it. But whatever they said, he said that he's part of this team. We've got to protect. We got to back them up, right? You know what I mean. So, or if someone says something about our our one of our players and stuff. Hey, we've got to back him up. So, in a way that we understand that, hey, we we love everyone. Everyone's not going to say the same thing. We're not always going to be, you know, this uh, program type football team coming out with all the cliches or things of that nature. But we understand that, you know, we know where everyone's heart is. We know what everyone, you know, that everyone wants to do what's best for the team. Therefore, if something comes out and someone says something, we know we got to. We've got to rally around and support that person. No surprise. That's almost exactly what the players say. Yeah. When we talk to them in the locker That's what we talk about. And they truly appreciate the fact that you let them be who they are. Because not every coach yeah. I, I yeah. perceive from their experience yeah. has let them do that. Yeah. And they let me be who I am, too. I mean, it's a two-way street, you know. You know, I could walk through the locker room and not say hello to someone. They don't get offended. Right. You know, and they know that already. You know, I'm like, hey, listen, <laughs> if I walk through the locker room and I say hello to you, you don't think I don't like you or anything. I just, I just got something on my mind. You know, so right. it's um, and we have some fun with that in the locker room. Well, we've had a lot of fun having you on this show. This well, year, I appreciate it. Appreciate I enjoyed it this morning. Mm-hmm. Thank Good you. luck this week. Let's do it Doug again. Let's do it again. Exactly. Next Friday. Let's be doing it the next couple of Fridays. That's head coach Doug Marone. When we return, Jags drive time. We go big things and bring in Ashlyn Sullivan. Back in sixty seconds.
Jags Wired is a brand new show that brings you closer to the field than anywhere else. We mic up the players. We're giving it out wholesale today, baby. Giving you exclusive access to what's happening on the sideline. Let's set this tempo. And on the field. You can't block me. We break down every aspect of Sunday's game. Taking you inside the film room and the locker room. And we beat a good football team. Jags Wired airs Wednesday nights at 7.30 on Fox 30. And on Jaguars.com and the Jaguars apps. Jags Wired. Don't miss it. Jags fans, experience Everbank Field in an entirely new way. Visit jaguars.com slash tours and book a fully guided behind-the-scenes stadium visit. Hear stories of great plays by Jaguars legends. Get up close and personal with the famous video boards. And see why the Travel Channel named Everbank Field as one of the 15 bucket list destinations for any football fan. Discounts available for children, first responders, and military. Visit jaguars.com slash tours for tickets and complete tales. See you at the bank. Sullivan here with big thing number one. Sunday, it's about the players. We've heard all week that Tom Coughlin has the secret formula to beating Bill Belichick and the Patriots. He's done it twice in the Super Bowl. But the really big thing here is that Sunday, it's all about the players on the field. Regardless of what the playbook says, they're going to have to go out there and perform and execute and do well. Ashlyn, this has been my annoying storyline of the week. The one that I scream at every time I hear it. I am, my belief is, that it's players, not plays, mm-hmm. right? Always players. Not that, that Tom Coughlin or Doug Marone can't scheme something up and find a way to use their players in a way, not to take away from the coaching at all. But the reason that Tom Coughlin was able to beat Bill Belichick in two Super Bowls was he had a really good quarterback with good receivers and a terrific defensive line. Well, he's got a terrific defensive line now here in Jacksonville. It's not the formula. It's not the magic potion. It's the players. And I, I just got tired of hearing that it's about he has his number. No, well, he's got his players. It's also important to note that uh, Tom's presence around here is real. But this is Doug's team and the players' Absolutely. team. Absolutely. If you're around here, you know, it's not fair to say that Tom is not a presence. He's obviously a major presence. But on a day-to-day basis, uh, in terms of what this team is, I think Tom would tell you this is about Doug and this is about – this team, and, you know, I don't think he's beating his chest of this is me against Bill Belichick. That's not no. the real theme. I guess oh, it's no. the media theme. But I do think that— If it was his theme, he'd be talking this week. Sure. He'd well, be we, out there. Right. He'd be here. And credit to him that he's done a terrific job of of not having that be this season. Right. But I do think that Tom's presence at some point this week— I can't believe that there won't be some sort of message or some sort of influence of it can be done, guys. Right. This is not David versus Goliath. This is not the unbeatable foe. There are certain things and certain ways you have to approach it. You know, dedication to game plan, uh, faith in yourself. What Doug just talked about, I think, is very important. The realization that the Patriots are going to take advantage of some things at times and just because they're ahead by four points doesn't mean that you can't stay in control and do what you do. The Giants did that very well twice. So I think there will be a message and a undercurrent of Tom. But to th- say that it's Tom Coughlin versus Bill Belichick and that it's Tom, saying, 
I don't I don't feel that at all. All right, Ashlyn. Big thing number two, and I have a sneaking suspicion it has something to do with the quarterback. Yes, Tom Brady, dynasty success, a ton of positive adjectives used to describe him this week. And there's no doubt that this locker room respects him. I mean, the man has made the AFC Championship game 75% of the time in his career. But you can't focus on that 18 seasons he's played in the NFL. It has to be a fresh slate on Sunday with Tom Brady. And we don't really know what's going on with that hand injury, but you got to expect that he's going to be 110%, and this team has to prepare for that. John, the one thing that I have talked with players about all week is not playing the past. Mm-hmm. Don't look up at the five banners. Don't think about his incredible 17 or what is it, 18-3 and three record at home now and what he's been able to do. Yeah, right, that all speaks to the quarterback that he has been through his career. You've got to go play him now well and and a few things it's his record's remarkable because they've been there so much but their record once they're there while impressive is not they're not 12 and 0 in this game they're seven to four right so there's four times where they've lost this game they've lost it at home they've lost playoff games at home i wrote at some point this week the remarkable thing about the Patriots is that every team in the NFL has a formula of let's get there every year and give ourselves a chance. That's how you win the Super Bowl in this league. Well, they're the team that does it. They're there every year. They give themselves a chance. and But most of their games at this stage are decided late. If you think about the last three seasons they've played, they lost to Denver in the AFC Championship game. They beat the Seahawks in the Super Bowl, and they beat the Falcons in the Super Bowl. Every one of those games came down to the last drive, right? Yes. This is not a winning by 21 points team. This is a team that once they're at this level, they make plays at the end of games, and they put themselves in a chance, and they often win those. But the games are decided typically in the last few minutes out-execute them. They're not typically a team that is always 14 points ahead. This is not high school where one team comes in and is clearly better talent-wise than the other. This is a beatable team at this level. You just have to beat them. You've got to win at the end, which means that everyone should have their heart rate monitor on this week as they watch it. Ashlyn, back to you. What you got for big thing number three this morning? A different quarterback, Blake Bortles. So take what we just took about Brady and flip it. It's not about what he hasn't done. It's about what he's going to do on Sunday. I think the best thing for Blake Bortles is that he's coming in with confidence. After that fantastic performance last week, I mean, how could he not? You know, it's interesting. Um, As I watched his press conference on Monday, on Wednesday, you know, whenever he talked, I couldn't help but think this is the first interaction a lot of the national media has really had with him because the Jaguars haven't been on this stage before. And he was funny in a self-depreciating way. He was completely confident in that I don't care what anybody thinks about me way. Uh, He was candid. He was, I thought, terrific. In fact, I thought a lot of people would leave thinking, I like that guy. So he was Blake. And that's the point. Right. I mean, and, you know, I don't think it's right to say that, you know, and I understand Ashlyn's point that he's coming in with confidence. But I don't think he's necessarily lacked confidence at all this year because he has known what the players have known and what the coaches have known that even when things were going bad, and Doug made the point a couple times this week, players have had his back because there's been a lot of times where he has taken the fall for the team. He's taken the fall for receivers. He's taken the fall for the offensive line. This year... There has rarely been a sentiment in the locker room or among the coaches that Blake Bortles played poorly in this game. Just because we had X number of points, oh, it was Blake. 
It really hadn't been. There's been far more of a tone of Blake's the thing that's keeping us hanging on offensively. Blake is the reason that we're having the success. So I don't think his confidence has been an issue. I don't think it was a con- I don't think it was an issue going into Pittsburgh. I certainly don't think it'll be an issue going to New England. I think this team believes him and he believes himself. All right, sixty seconds from now, we will have Ozone snapshot. Plus he will, he won't, he might, as we wrap up a championship week edition of Jags Drive Time here on Tune In Radio, back in one minute. Jags fans, experience Everbank Field in an entirely new way. Visit jaguars.com slash tour and book a fully guided behind-the-scenes stadium visit. Hear stories of great plays by Jaguars legends. Get up close and personal with the famous video boards. And see why the Travel Channel named Everbank Field as one of the 15 bucket list destinations for any football fan. Discounts available for children, first responders, and military. Visit jaguars.com slash tours for tickets and complete tales. See you at the bank. Jags Wired is a brand new show that brings you closer to the field than anywhere else. We mic up the players. We're giving it out wholesale today, baby. Giving you exclusive access to what's happening on the sideline. Let's set this tempo. And on the field. You can't block me. We break down every aspect of Sunday's game, taking you inside the film room and the locker room. And we beat a good football team. Jags Wired airs Wednesday nights at 7.30 on Fox 30 and on Jaguars.com and the Jaguars apps. Jags Wired. Don't miss it. Jags drive time on this Friday morning here with Ozone Snapshot. We're going to start off with John from Jacksonville. I would say it's very rare that a team has zero turnovers after two playoff games. A lot of credit goes to Bortles and the team. My question is what you feel will be the controversy this weekend after this game. We already had Spygate and Deflategate. Could it be an accusations of a flex and gate, John? That just made me laugh. I know. Yeah, it is. Uh, clever, I like isn't it? that. I really don't have any response <laughs> no, to it. No, I don't either. I just read that and I laughed and I thought it deserved to be on really the air. Terrific. Okay. <laughs> Creativity. The flex and gate controversy. Creativity will get you on the air here. Uh, we are not shameless about that at all. So you got what else you got? You got anything else? I do. I have another one, and this is a good one. Glenn from Orange Park. In my heart of hearts, I know we got this, John. Yeah, and you know, I think that is something that more and more people who follow this team, who talk to these players, who really dig into what the matchups might be. I know you and I, Brian, and I both feel like uh, they're going to win this game. Yes. And at first, that might sound like, well, the little Jaguars media thinks they're going to win the little game. You know, and I get that. But I also think that when you really start parsing through the matchups and you look at the fact that the uh, the pass rush of the Jaguars – the fact that Tom Brady's a lot of things, but he's not mobile. They've been good against quarterbacks who don't get outside the pocket. Um, it's ridiculous to think that the Jaguars would be favored going up. Oh, of course. But the scenario, I always look for ways teams can win games, ways they might lose them. There are a lot more scenarios and things that play in the Jaguars' favor in this than you would think if you just looked at the helmets and the history and the records and just sort of looked at what you – what you would think would be the storyline going in. If you look deeper than that, this team has a good chance to win this game. Our buddy Brent Martineau from Action well, Sports. Your buddy, but <laughs> you're so consistent. I love it. Uh, tweeted something yesterday. Uh, he was sitting in the boss. He's up in Foxborough, oh, good for up you. at uh, Patriot Central there, and the sentiment was over resounding from the Boston media oh, I'm sure. 
Oh, they have no chance. It's an arrogant act. bunch, my friends in oh, Boston. Oh, they, right. yeah, no, your friends, yeah. not mine. Uh, they, in particular, I can remember in 96, I can remember when we played them in, uh, in 05, in 07, no chance, no chance. And you know what? They were, they were right then. Mm-hmm. They're not right now. They're paying no attention to this football right. team if they're saying that. And it just leads me to think even more uh, that this team's got this one. So, Glenn from Orange Park, great question. Time for he will, he won't, he might to wrap up Jags drive time on a Friday before an AFC championship game. I'm going first this week. Oh, well, good for you. And so (laughs) I'm going back to the well uh, because I watched the tape this week. And Marcel Darius was such a huge factor. Now, you look at the stat sheet, you don't necessarily see it, although he had a sack and a couple of tackles. But such an impactful player against Dave DeCastro, the best guard in football, right? The best guard in football. He dominated. So here goes, because I believe he will be the difference against that Patriots offensive line. He owned DeCastro. He knows this team, their personnel, what he's up against, what it's like to play in Foxborough. Um, he was nearly unblockable. We're talking about pressure up the middle. I believe this week he will be that factor that gets pressure up the middle. No player has seemed to appreciate the position he's in this week. Oh, there's no question about like that. Like Marcel Darius. None. Uh, he won't necessarily sack Tom Brady, but he'll be that gnat that he doesn't like. Uh, and he might be the reason this defense was able to sustain themselves all year long. Mm-hmm. He arrived at a point where the Jaguars had given up 160 rushing yards in four consecutive games. They were giving up nearly 140 per game. And he stepped in, and they gave up 98 per game. Yeah, he makes it so that they don't have to scheme to yes. stop the run. He can, they can, st- they can stop the run with their base personnel, which forces teams to have to throw, which plays right to the strength. So, I think he's a tremendous key. He's not a guy that's been talked about a ton this week. I think he is the man this week. Ashlyn, you are next. My he will, won't, or might is Yannick Ngakwe. He will show up big on Sunday. He leads the league in forced fumbles. Had one last week. Yesterday in his press conference said he's the best at what he does, getting the ball out of playmakers' hands. He won't focus on attacking Brady like he has on other quarterbacks. He said yesterday in his press conference as well that you can't focus on sacking him. All you have to do is pressure him, which this defense is very talented at, of course. He might like that he's a third-round pick. He mentioned that a lot, that he's not a first-round pick. He's a third-round pick, and he knows that he doesn't get the, what's the word, credit that he deserves. And I think he likes that, and I think that motivates him a lot. And uh, well, I think he hates it. Oh, oh no, <laughs> but it burns in him. Like but few other players. I get Ashton's point. There's no yeah. question that motivates him. Um, I'm going to go big here, really big. They, meaning the Jaguars' skill players. And the reason I say that they will, and I'm talking about O'Shaughnessy, your boy. I'm talking about How Koye. did he become my boy? I'm I just talking said about throw the Lee. ball to another tight end. I'm talking about Lee. I'm talking about Hearns. I'm talking about Yeldon. I'm talking about and, – and by this I mean – they will be the key in mass in the passing game. And I'll get to why in a minute. Uh, they won't. None of them will have more than about 60 yards receiving. And the point I'm getting at is last week, nine passes to, or nine different receivers caught passes. And I thought that was a key in the fact there's no go to guy in this passing game, Not. but Bortles is using everything. And they might. They might be the key for this reason. The Patriots are going into this game. Bill Belichick is a guy who wants to take away what you do well. Well, what this team does well, the book, and I think when he watches film, they run. You also have to take away Blake Bortles' running. The focus of the Patriots is going to be on taking away the Jaguars' running game. There's no way Bill wants to stand at the podium on Sunday and say they got beat by Fournette or Blake Bortles running. The passing game will be key. 
And I think the key is there's nobody for the Patriots to focus on. I wouldn't be surprised. If the Jaguars win, I think you will see at least seven different receivers involved in the passing game. My guess is Marquise Lee has a huge play at some point in Converting, that. yeah, getting the third downs Getting the first. third down. But I think you're going to see a very similar statistical line with nine, ten receivers in, even involved. I think that will be the key for the Jaguars if Bortles can pull that off again. I have to get your quick thought before we sign off here on the thumb issue. Do you think it is anything? Do you think it impacts Tom Brady at all? You know... It must be because he didn't practice. And this is what somebody, I had somebody say, well, you know, they're just doing a smokescreen. The Patriots value practice. And if it was not something, then he'd be practicing. But I can't see there's any way that it's going to affect him in the game because he's Superman. So the only thumb I've got is thumbs up they're going to win the game. Ashlyn? Thumbs up. I agree. Here we go. All right, folks, thanks for joining us on Jags Drive Time. We certainly appreciate head coach Doug Marone's time. For Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osier, Joe Fortunato, and Pat Cavanaugh, we say enjoy your Friday. We'll be back here next week, folks.